Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. It's like a party in your mouth, but everybody's locked inside. Each episode, our puzzle master, Danny, takes our contestants through a room of her own devising, just using their wits and pens and paper and constant hints to get through. And this episode, our guests are, hopefully you already know them, you probably know them if you know us, the Room Escape Divas. Hi! Hello! We are ready. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. Our first international Skype session. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) So, Danny, if you want to go through some of the basic rules, some of the little requirements, and then you can get the introduction going and we can start the room. Well, I don't think there are any particularly special rules for this one. Don't climb on anything that doesn't feel. Like, you shouldn't climb on it. Don't break anything unless it feels that you've somehow been prompted to do some organized breaking. And that's about it. All right. Uh, Danny, do you want to start us off? Give the room introduction. Let's get started. It is a tragic day for your quaint little town because your favorite childhood attraction, the Earth of the Future exhibit, is being torn down. No. You know, like the whole Disney World Epcot Center, Place of the Future thing going on there. Uh Uh-huh. Look, this one, it's not quite that impressive. It's just a single convention hall full of flashing lights and old robots, inventions that seemed cool and futuristic in, like, 1985. But you loved it, and you're crushed that it's going to be demolished. Mm-hmm. So the day before it's due to go down, you call them and you ask if there's any chance you can go in for a last-minute private walkthrough just to say goodbye. And they agree. Oh, woo! You arrive in the early evening and walk into the building, towards the exhibit hall, writing a eulogy for the place in your head as you go. You enter through an automatic door at the south of the room, slightly left of centre. As soon as you do, your feet land on a travelator, a moving walkway. It slowly moves you up the room, rolling you past exhibits on your left and right. To the left of the door through which you entered is an exhibit labelled The Family of the Present with half a dozen statues in it, representing a modern-ish day family. Then, on the west wall, there are two exhibits displaying two different time periods of the past, showing off their great achievements and inventions. The first is an 1800s exhibit, and the second is 1900s. Cool. Now, to your right is the centre of the room. Most of its space is taken up by a huge rectangular exhibit that's been split into six small sections. From this part of the travelator, you can see three of these sections. The bedroom of the future, bathroom of the future, and kitchen of the future. As the travelator continues upward, you see that the entire north wall is covered in a mural. The travelator turns right, then right again, so you're now on the other side of the room, which is basically a mirror image of the left. Against the east wall, you've got exhibits for the years the 2000s and the 2100s. They're... Yeah, these are designers' predictions for what great inventions will be there in the future. And the three sections that make up this side of the big centre exhibit are the yard of the future, sports of the future, and school of the future. Escape rooms are the sport of the future. Woohoo! That's awesome. (laughs) So back on the south wall, directly in front of you now, there's another automatic door through which you exit. And beside it, there's another exhibit, the family of the future. A heavy sense of loss settles into your stomach as you travel through this room. Look, the entertainment value isn't 
amazing when you look at it objectively, but some of the technology is. The creators have some incredible talent, and it's crazy that they've gone so broke that this place has to be destroyed. Were they never recognized for their genius? Did no one ever give them funding to make their ideas a reality? Hmm. Yet most of the stuff in here is a bit outdated and gimmicky, but there must be something, something that's worth the world's attention. Something life-changing. There is something here that can save this place and the livelihoods of its designers. You think about this as the travelator conveys you towards the exit, when suddenly the whole thing jerks to a halt. Uh-oh. You almost lose your footing. Once you've stabilized yourself, you roll your eyes. Well, at least it waited until you were finished to break down. Guess you got to use your feet to get to the door. You walk up to it, but it doesn't open. You try the other door, the entrance one, and again, it doesn't open. Well, this is frustrating. You glance up at the security cameras. There are five of them interspersed along the ceiling between exhibits. You sort of wave at the cameras, trying to get a staff member's attention, but after several minutes, no one's come to your aid. Look, in all likelihood, a janitor somewhere will come in here to find you, but you have no idea how long that will take. And this exhibit is being shut down and demolished tomorrow. There might not actually be any janitors working here anymore. You should probably find a way to get those doors working yourself, because it might be the only way to 100% guarantee your safety. All right. That is your intro. So get out of here before the building is demolished. And if you can, find a way to save the careers of the scientists that built this place. What does the mural look like on the north wall? (laughs) Okay, I think that's the burning question. The mural is an enormous cityscape. It's the CBD of the future. It's a visual ode to solar power. Buildings are coated in solar panels. The image of the sun in the top corner has a huge happy smile painted on it. All the painted people are staring happily up at it, almost like they're praising it. In fact, on the right, there's a rolling hill with a family picnicking on it, and they're literally lifting their glasses and saying in a little speech bubble, To the sun! Can I press the sun? Uh, It's a bit high up. You can sort of get your fingers up towards it, but it's just painted on. Okay. Is there any special patterns or anything leading from the family to the sun? There appears to not be. I mean, obviously, they're gazing at it in adoration, but... Nothing exceptional. They're wearing sunglasses. Wait, I found your shoes, Earl. Oh, are they moist? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the travelator isn't working anymore. Oh, no sadness. Okay, so Is I'm going to... there gonna... a fuse box anywhere? Not that you can see. There's no doors on the north wall? No, I mean, obviously they wouldn't keep all of the electronic stuff where the public could get in and see it. So there's there's two... It would break the illusion. Two exhibits of two families, so maybe we should take a look mm, yeah. at those families, since this is talking about a family looking at the sun. And it's the future mural, so maybe it's the future family we should look yeah, at? Yeah, exactly. All right, well, the family of the future consists of four beaming people. There are two adults and two children. It's clear they're just meant to be a happy, homogenous group posing in a line as if for a family photo, grinning faces and identical futuristic jumpsuit uniforms. Except, one problem, one of them actually doesn't have its clothes on. What? Which is pretty embarrassing. Oh, pants already? Shut up! <laughs> mm. The only difference you can see between the three uniforms that are there is that they've got different names sewn onto the breast pockets. One of them, who you think is the mother, it's got Mary Ellen written on it. The next one says Aaron Luke. And the third one just says Kelly. No middle name for her. And so Aaron Luke, is is that a child or? 
No, Aaron Luke is the father. I was hoping to leave it unsaid, but the one that doesn't have its clothes on is a young boy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, I have to determine oh. these things. <laughs> naked boy. Just write down naked boy. Naked boy. <sighs> okay. Get, this isn't even our podcast, and we're going to get emails about this. <laughs> <laughs> Naked boys? What? That's man pan's desires. Hey, shut up. We'll make it a a hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag naked boys. Oh, gosh. No, I already have enough terrible. We'll get all the right people. Hashtags. Okay, so one of them's missing. So we have to find out the name of the boy, probably, or find his jumpsuit. Hey, can we take a look at the other family on the left-hand side? Yeah, sure. So it's meant to be a direct comparison to make the family of the future look better. Because this family of the present, they're all bothered. They're unharmonious. There are two kids, two parents, and two grandparents, male and female of each. Yeah, the grandparents were dead in the future. So the family of the present, they all look miserable and their clothes clash ridiculously. No jumpsuits for them. The father is in black and the mother's in blue. The girl child's wearing red and the boy yellow. Grandfather's wearing white and the grandmother's in some sort of stripy purple thing. It's all kind of gross when you put it together. And there's no name tags anywhere there, is there? Nah. You don't know each other's names in the present. No, that's that's true. That is true. So are these just, they're all, are they standing in front of a, of a diorama of, of their house or is it just Four or five, four or six, just standing there awkwardly. Yeah, there there might be a slight painted background, but nothing surrounding them really. No props. So these are, but they're like mannequins. They're dolls, right? That you can touch. Yes. Like man pants could yep. touch a bit more closely than she should. So there are like if she really wanted to. Things. Can we search these these dolls? Yeah, I mean, they don't really have pockets that function or anything. Everything's sort of just sewn on. So you don't find anything too exciting. Okay. okay. Just a fine layer of dust. Can we take off, take the part, the mannequins? No. What, why not? Uh, no. I mean, you, you, if you play around with them, you can move their arms a little bit. Their heads might come off a little bit, but... But there's nothing there's inside nothing of them. Inside. No, yeah, then there is no key hidden inside their torso. But they're not like animatronics or anything like that. No. Oh, no animatronics. All right, so we've got colors and we've got some name tags. Should we just look at? Should we just look at everything? See yeah, what we just can get. Look at everything. Let's, I always recommend just looking at everything. Yeah. So let's look at the 1900s uh, display. All right, off to the 1900s. Okay, 1800s, please. Sorry, can we start with 1800s? Okay, off to the 1800s. They're right next to each other. It's easy enough. Yeah. So you've got the triumphs of the 19th century in this exhibit. The two things they've decided to focus on are electricity and the telephone. So on one side, there's an enormous electrical generator, and on the other, there's a very old-fashioned phone sitting on a table. Oh. You have no idea how functional these things are. You'd be doubtful. Okay. Uh, Is there anything else? I pick up the phone. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the room, Errol. What are you doing here? Hello, hello. You'll never bling, escape. Bling, bling, bling. No. You pick up the receiver and hold it to your ear, but you hear nothing. Oh, dial Mainly, phone. Look, there is also a few subtle hints that it's less than genuine. There's a cord running from the bottom of it over to the electricity generator. So, not very 1800s-y. Right. Oh, interesting. Is there a bell inside this phone? 
Because most, you know, old phones have a bell. Is that like what kind of phone from the 1800s? There's bells <laughs> oh, on it, right? Oh my god! That oh means no. I can ding the bell. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Look, it's it's exactly like what you would expect if someone from the 1980s was told, "Hey, you know, just make something that looks like an old-fashioned telephone." Ding, ding, ding. Is the is the bells metal? There's no bell. No, there is a bell. <laughs> All telephones have a bell, even like the ones from the 80s. Still have a bell. <sighs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I mean, I don't think having a bell will ruin anything. Sure. Yes, there's a bell. Oh no! You don't know what you've just done. The dinging echoes throughout the room, and it will never stop. Ding, 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 ding. Can, Can we I take the phone with me? It doesn't look like it wants to move. It's a bit frail. Oh, it's, I know it's a t- the cord isn't that long. Can we look at the generator? <laughs> take a closer look at that. Absolutely. Ding. It might be functional. It looks kind of real, but again, in sort of a make something that vaguely works but isn't necessarily historically accurate sort of way. It's off, and you don't see any switch to turn it on, but it's not its not made of plastic or anything. Not only is it connected to the telephone, but you see a long cable running from the base of it out of the exhibit. And if you follow it with your eyes, you see it goes into the 1900s exhibit. Oh, follow the cable! Let's go to the 1900s exhibit then. Ding, ding, oh, ding. God. Ding, ding, ding. And then somebody broke the bell. No, I found the second bell. <laughs> and then somebody broke that bell. There's a whole, Every exhibit has a secret bell. There's a whole bucket of bells <laughs> around each corner. And they got thrown out of this place. <laughs> That's why it Look closed like down. I found a of bells. You know what? We're all going to be dead on Monday, but it's because, you know, we all tried to kill Errol in the process. Ding, ding. So in the 1900s one, the things that they've chosen to display are computers and space travel. So on one side, there's a PC. That's what was connected to the electricity generator. It's somehow both dated and completely novel. Again, like it was made by someone who'd done no research whatsoever into what early PCs were like. On the other side, there's an impressive model rocket that stands about twice, three times as tall as you. Is there a door on the rocket? There is no door on the rocket, I'm sorry. There's just a whole bunch of light bulbs that have been screwed onto it. It looks like a big robot Christmas tree, uh, rocket Christmas Can tree. Can I take off a light bulb? Um, you have a fumble around. Most of them are pretty firmly stuck in, but actually towards the bottom, there is one that's a little bit loose. Yeah, you can take it. Unscrew it. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) You try to do that to the light bulb and it'll break. Oh, no, no, not ding it. I just want to unscrew it. Oh, okay. Okay. Phew. Do you know what Errol said before we did this podcast? <laughs> he said, "I'm afraid I'm I'm not, I'm going to be too focused on solving puzzles." I am solving puzzles. <laughs> do I get the screw? Do I get the light bulb? <laughs> Stop it! Yeah, you got a light bulb. Add it to add it to your pack. Yay! <laughs> I have a bag of holding. In it is a bell and a light bulb. You, there is no bell. Why you have a bucket of bells? Thank you very much. Uh, Bill said yeah, that's I had a bucket now. of bells in my pack of holding. Okay, so with the computer, can we turn it on? It's already on, actually, but the screen is totally blank, like nothing has been installed on it. Nothing whatsoever. But you can hear it whirring? There's also n- or there's a light? Oh, yeah, it's, it seems to be on. You can hear that going. There's also n- no mouse, so you can't actually do that much. Is there a keyboard? Just a keyboard. Yeah, there's a very old-looking keyboard. This one actually does look like it's from the 80s. And if I press enter, nothing happens, or does it go deep? Nah. 
Nothing's happening so <laughs> you far. You can make a little symphony with the bell. Okay, so we got that. Let's go check out the 2000s. I'm going to type in Wait. Lodestar 8,1. Are there any missing keys on the keyboard? The keyboard is totally fine. On the tower, though, as you listen into it to make sure that it is on and whirring, you see some funny-shaped slots where some unusual chips, like USBs, but not very universal USBs, might fit. In fact, these slots look letter-shaped. Which letters? They resemble an A, an F, an L, an R, and a W. If the keyboard is made of metal, can I hit people with it? Particularly people with bells? I mean, it doesn't have to be made of metal. Just go for it. I usually say don't break people as part of the don't break anything rules, but... You know, sometimes rules have to be broken. Well, if it's made of metal, it'll probably be a little more resistant. So, didn't break my rule. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Okay, can I go check out the 2000 exhibit? Is that the only thing in the 1900s exhibit? Uh, the computer and the rocket. Is there like a yeah. useful backdrop behind, behind these things or no? Nothing? No, they've actually kept it rather blank behind the rocket. And you sort of suspect that maybe it's because of all these light bulbs, maybe something... Some cool light display might have what happened. What happens if Mad Pants puts her finger in the empty socket? Um, he doesn't speak Nothing for me. yet. Uh, but as she does so, she look, She gets a bit closer up to this rocket and notices that running up the side of it, there's a line of several buttons. Oh. Beside them, there are the words, What's your destination? Painted. Oh. Oh, um, can we, can we put in the sun for the destination? When it's like, to the Is sun. It, what, how many buttons are there? So each of those buttons, it's labeled with a different part of the solar system. So like Pluto's right down the very bottom. There are the other planets and the sun and the moon are also there. The buttons aren't evenly spaced. They're roughly trying to work to scale. So the distances between all of the planets and things are different. So the moon and Earth say they're quite close to each other. The sun is way away from everything else. It's so high. It's basically on the rocket's nose. Can we reach it? You cannot reach it. It is much too high. Can we just press all the buttons, see what happens? Sure. Um, Hold on. I got to get through my notes. Uh, The rocket. Wait, what are are you pressing? Okay, we'll start with Pluto. You press Pluto. The rocket rumbles for a moment. It makes a blast off noise. Then the whole thing lights up a shining, you know, sort of grayish color. That's appropriate for Pluto, right? Sort of sad, cold gray. It still looks kind of pretty, though. So you admire its prettiness. And yeah, you notice that all of the light bulbs were a little bit shaky as you did that. You reckon that's probably how the one that you managed to pull off came loose. Uh, What about, what's the next one? Um, Uranus. No, it's Neptune, but still. (laughs) Let's press the Neptune button. blue, right? Yeah. All right. The rocket rumbles. It makes its blast off noise again. And then it turns a nice, serene, bluey green that I assume Neptune is. Are we getting to Uranus yet? Yes. You can. What color is that? Are you asking us? <laughs> this, is a, this is a good clue that these colors don't matter. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah. You can keep doing this and until you get to a point where you can't reach any higher. Doesn't seem to be doing much except for looking pretty. So what's the point where we can't reach any higher? You can reach Earth. You can reach, you can Earth. reach Earth. Oh. No higher. No Mercury for you. Okay. okay. Keep going. 2000s? Oh. 
Can we search the rocket anymore? Because their little doorway or hatch? No, you can't. Uh, you, it is not meant for going in. Oh. Just for admiring. How many lights are on so there? The Can I count the lights? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you can, but it would be a time. It would be a time sink. <laughs> okay, I won't count the well, lights. By astonishing coincidence, as the rest of you are heading to the 2000s display, you manage to count 2,000 light bulbs. <laughs> like, there are 2,000 light bulbs. I'm already, I'm already gone. I've got one of them. I'm already gone. So there's only I took your bucket of bells, too. And my one light bulb in my bag of holding okay. with my bells. Oh my gosh, no, I already we, took your bells. Can we please explore the 2000s now? <laughs> so you go over to the right side of the room to the 2000s display. This is where they stopped focusing on achievements that definitely had a profound impact and they start to take some guesses. Like they've got a humanoid robot on display at one end and at the other end they've got a pair of smart glasses. Smart on glasses! A Okay, man, pen. Now remember, these are 1980s uh, smart glasses, so any resemblance to current real-world smart glasses may not exist. Do these smart glasses match the mural on the north wall? No, they don't. Oh, I still say take I take the smart glasses. Look, they're not world-changing, these smart glasses, but, I mean, they're cooler than normal glasses. Part of the frame has two tiny buttons on it. One of them changes the color tint on the glass so you can coordinate with any outfit, and the other adjusts the fit so they can sit comfortably on anyone's face. Whoa! So that might be the family. Can I press the yeah. one button? Which one? I'm going to press the one that has a comfortable fit. You feel the, what do you call them? The arms? Frames? Yeah, you, the, yeah the arms, arms of the glasses. Legs. Uh moving a little bit like they're extending just so they fit perfectly oh, over your ears my head okay. so comfortably God. okay what uh. happens when i press the color tint can i do i change my views on the color yeah so you actually have to hold this button and it comes up with almost like an ms paint style color just a box of every possible color so you could just have to eventually scroll your way through Pretty much every shade, every color that could possibly exist. Is this a tint or is this on the frames themselves? It's a tint. Cool. I'm going to change it to red. Cool. You change it to red and suddenly the whole room looks red too. I'm seeing red. (laughs) I'm a shark. (laughs) Okay. Can I look at the robot? (laughs) Sharks work. Sorry. Can I look at the robot while he runs around with glasses and a light bulb? Absolutely. You look at the robot, it seems to be in some kind of sleep mode. It's not really doing anything. Why is the robot red? (laughs) (laughs) On this robot, you can't see a start button anywhere. There must be some weird way of getting it working, but there aren't any instructions. It's standing there. Its arms are outstretched in front of it. Like a kid holding a soccer ball. It needs a hug. There's no soccer ball. I hug the red robot. Are there any wires leading to the robot? There are not that you can see. Perhaps it's crazy battery operated or something. He wants a ball. We could find that in the sports area that we haven't looked at yet. He wants a hug. Okay, hug the the robot. I hug the robot. I'm going to name him Maximilian after the red robot in the black hole. Disney's the black hole that came out in the 80s. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Maximilian is cold and somewhat lifeless. It's a pretty hollow feeling hug. (laughs) Maximilian. Uh. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, can we look at the before we go to the sports? Can we look at the 2100s exhibit? 
The 2100's display only has one thing in it, and it's a pretty ambitious prediction. It's a teleportation machine. Ooh. The teleporter looks to be made up of two separate chambers. You walk in one and pop out the other. Of course, when you get up close, you see that obviously it's not real. There's a bit of fancy cloth and a mirror, and there's a narrow passageway connecting the two of them. So you'd just walk through it, and it would look magic. Ta-da! I'm in Star Trek. Let's go to the sports area. So the sports exhibit is pretty cool. The theme of it is essentially sports without needing all the expensive equipment. So there are models of kids in sports uniforms holding out their arms as if handling baseball bats, but the bats themselves aren't physically there. They're holograms. In fact, apart from the people, everything about the baseball field is a hologram. Bases, ball, big scoreboard. It's all meant to be so that poor kids in the future can always have access to what they need to play sport. So they get fake Is is, is there a soccer ball here? Uh, no, it's only baseball at the moment, and even the ball is a hologram. So they're all holograms. Uh, the kids are holograms too? No! Oh. No, those kids are not holograms, but they are very boring mannequins, these ones. Uh, okay. What about the school? The classroom itself looks very unfuturistic, but you get a good look at the dummy students that are sitting at the desks. There's something attached to each one's head, right above the ear, something silver. You take a look at the description of this exhibit and you see just the words on a placard, knowledge chips, no teacher required. How many are there? Let's say half a dozen. There's six of them? Yeah. So we can't grab the chips? They're screwed completely tightly into these dummy students' spherical heads. Each one is a perfect M shape sitting over the student's ear, kind of like the original Homer Simpson hair. But yeah, they're very fixed on. Okay. And they turn on? Yeah, do they turn on? They might be, you can see maybe a tiny light on them, but as far as you can tell, they're just meant to be like knowledge injectors into the brain. You don't really see how they're working. Can we pry it off and put on Errol's head? (laughs) (laughs) So he can get some knowledge. (laughs) You can try, but you find your human hands unable to pull them off. They need something more oh, equipmenty. So we mm. can take them Okay. Off so let's and go to the Sorry, I'm I'm just flitting around now. Let's go to the yard. The harder you try to prize one off the head, the more you'll actually just pull the whole head off. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> exciting. Ding ding ding. Uh how about the yard? The yard only has one small feature item. It's a long device. It looks sort of like a robotic lacrosse stick with a tennis ball sitting in it. And you suspect that it's meant to be for throwing for a dog. Huh. Can we pick it up and put it in the robot's hands? It doesn't fit particularly well. And it looks more like it's designed for sitting on the ground. And there are some buttons on the side of it so you could change trajectories and how far you want it to throw, that sort of thing. Whoa! Ruby's really good at throwing. Could she, like, throw it at the sun button? I'm gonna turn my glasses color to yellow! Understood. (laughs) Everything is bright and sunny, just the way this room was meant to be viewed. (laughs) I smash a bell. One bell out of 2,562. Where did you get that many? (laughs) I have lots of bells. A bucket isn't that big. Thanks, Bill. (laughs) So you can wheel that dog toy thrower towards the rocket, and there is a a tennis ball sitting in it at the moment, so you can have a 
flicker around with it to see if you can change the settings. And eventually you're pretty confident that if you make it throw the tennis ball, you would be able to hit that sun button. You can do it, Ruby. Let's do it. The tennis ball hits perfectly on target. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. The rocket rumbles for a moment, makes a blast off noise. Then the whole thing starts flashing, blinding white strobing lights to represent being on the sun, you suppose. Fills the entire room. You have to shield your eyes. As you do, you notice something's going on in the exhibit against the opposite wall in the 2000s one. It's the robot. The flashing lights are making it start moving. It must have been some sort of reset function. Oh, Maximilian's alive. What's Maximilian doing? He's gold now. He's sort of dropping his hands and then lifting them back up. Again, almost like he's trying to pick up a soccer ball and lift it up. Gotta find that soccer ball. Let's go to the bedroom. Oh, 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 so forward. Wow. You heard me. Man, Pan, you play with Maximilian. No, no, we gotta go to the bedroom. You can stay with Maximilian since you were so excited about it. I'll stay and dance with Maximilian. And we go to the bedroom. Yeah. In this bedroom of the future, there's a cheap bed. It's mostly just part of the backdrop for the feature item, which is the wardrobe of the future. It's more or less a normal wardrobe, full of clothes, as wardrobes tend to be. But there's a screen on the outside. And currently, it says, Description? And there's a touchscreen keypad for you to type letters underneath the word. Can we type in S-O-N? S-O-N? Like, for for the the missing boy. Naked Ah. boy. (laughs) Hashtag naked boy. (laughs) You can. It doesn't seem to register your command. What about Kelly? It doesn't seem to understand that either. What about shirt? Okay, if you type in shirt, it will come up with a list, a little pictured list of all of the shirts that are contained within. How about- You can open the doors to the wardrobe and you see, yeah, it's accurate. There are some clothes inside and those shirts seem to match what the screen told you. How about jumpsuit? You go for jumpsuit. This is not that futuristic. It's only got normal clothes in it, so it actually doesn't have any jumpsuits inside. How about the letters A-F-L-R-W? No, that doesn't... That that seems to confuse it as well. It doesn't come up with any outfits. What's under the bed? Underneath, you actually spot a folded piece of paper deliberately discarded and put there. Woo! I grabbed the piece of paper! Ding, ding, ding! (laughs) You reach out for it. You give it a read. Would you like to read? Oh, I'll read it to you. Here you are. <clears throat> Dear Professors Morgan and Carlson, thank you for the opportunity to let us review your design. Unfortunately, I must decline to offer you funding as I find myself skeptical of certain aspects of your work. Assuming that such an invention is possible, a claim of which I am already extremely doubtful, it is utterly unsafe. Due to that, I cannot in good conscience give my support. Perhaps if your subsequent design attempts include proper insulation, they will be worth my time. I regret that we shall not work together. Sincerely, Dr. Lester Leonidas. Good grief. Just one thing and then he's just like, no, no funding for you. They must have been asking for a lot. Is there anything else in the bed? Nope, that is all of note with the bed. Cool. Want to go to the other places? Sure, let's go to the bathroom. You're still with the robot, man, Pan. Okay, go to the bathroom, guys. Uh, we're in the bathroom. I'm dancing. There isn't a huge amount going on in the bathroom. They didn't go to much effort to make it look like a real bathroom. They've only got one feature item, the toilet of the future. There's a digital screen attached to the toilet, but at the moment it's blank. 
Turn it on. Turn it on. Uh, you suspect it's all. It already seems to be on. It's just not really doing anything at the moment. Oh, turn on the bidet part. I want to spray. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> uh, sadly, it's not a bidet. Oh. oh. Thank God. Does it give nice noises to mask any noises you personally make? No, it doesn't. But God, it should. It, oh, this is not a Toto toilet. Well, I this am isn't. Very they weren't thinking. It's up to you now, Mike. I'm now dejected. My glasses turned to blue. Is there anything else in the bathroom? Like anything on the toilet that would look like a switch or anything like that? Just it's flush, I guess. Can oh, we flush it? Flush. You can flush it, and the screen starts doing something when you do. Oh. It says, Ooh. 100% water, no sample detected. Oh, man pants, come pee! No! <laughs> <laughs> pee man pants! No, I'm dancing with Maximilian. <laughs> we, can't, we don't have any liquids to test, do we? Or anything else. We have other rooms to check oh, out. Yeah, let's check, other let's rooms. check the kitchen. The... Feature futuristic object in the kitchen of the future is a device that looks like a cross between a microwave and a vending machine. It's got a large panel of buttons on its side, both letters and numbers. So all letters in the alphabet? Yeah, you can type in basically anything you want in that regard. Yeah, it's like a in a vending machine sort of way. It looks like you got to type some sort of coordinates for what you want to happen. A1. All right, you press A1, and, well, they must have expected that that would happen because it pops open and there's, let's say, a little fake packet of chips comes out. (laughs) I got a packet of chips! My glasses turn yellow. Okay, so what do we do now? Um, We've looked everywhere, sort of. Is there anything on the walls in the kitchen or any cupboards to look through? Nah, nothing exciting there. Um... Okay, so the robot can lift things. It can. It needs a soccer ball. It looks like it wants something. You suspect that, like, just from the way it's holding it, it seems soccer ball-y to you. That's what it reminds okay, you of. Okay, it needs a round thing of some sort. Like can we go head. back to the bedroom and go to the wardrobe and type in S-U-N? You can. It tries to autocorrect to the word sunny. And when it does that, it just shows you a really bright outfit. Orange t-shirt, a sun hat, yellow shorts. Hmm. What were people wearing before? So we had... And you still got your glasses, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Can um, I see this? Yeah. So we had black, blue, red, yellow, white, and purple stripe for the family of presents. What if we typed in red? What was the sun? What color was the sun? He was yellow. He was yellow, right? Yes, that boy happens to be wearing yellow. Uh, can I take those clothes and put it on the boy in the future? Yeah, I guess so. Huzzah. Why not? That's <laughs> not going to work. What? That's what he was wearing. That's the, the boy of the present red. was yellow. And I'm going to yeah. put the, the naked oh. boy in the future. He's going to be ye- wearing yellow too. We need, we need, I think we need the name of the boy in the future. No, but it doesn't take names. It only takes descriptions. We tried putting in Kelly. I know. Nothing, it worked. I don't know, but mm. if I typed in red, that's a description. Someone's wearing red out there. Yeah, if you type in red, it will show you all the red clothes that exist in there. Okay. Uh, so in the mural with that family, is it two? Is it two parents and two kids? No, this one. That one's a less conservative seeming family. It's actually um, three adults and eight kids. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We've got a computer that needs a mouse. We've got a generator. 
That's actually hooking to the computer. Yeah. We've got a vending machine. That needs um, letters and numbers. That needs letters and numbers. We've got a family of the future who's missing a boy's name. And clothes. And clothes. We've got a family of the present. They're all dressed in different colors. What happens if you look at the family of the present with your glasses if you do different tints? I guess we have to figure out what tint to look at them at. I don't know. You can work with Maximilian. Can we put the computer in his hand? <laughs> can we have him rip off the heads of the kids? What? what? If you recall, when you were in the school of the future, you almost did rip off one of the heads oh, of the kids when you were trying to get that chip off. Can we get the chip off? No. With Maximilian. So bring Maximilian over? I thought we can't move him. We can move the kids to him, maybe. They're just little kid mannequins. Well, we can move them if we use teamwork. Can we move one of the children with the chips over to Maximilian? Well, the children don't want to come out of their fake desks, but their heads do move, so you can just pull a head off one of them. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Let Errol do it, because if he does it, he's going to like be... And I'm going to put the head in Maximilian's arms. <laughs> the head fits Maximilian's hands perfectly, and it seems to make it get into gear. It... Maximilian rotates the head until the knowledge chip is pressed into one of his palms. The palm locks onto it like there's some sort of magnet there. And then it starts rotating and rotating until the chip has been completely removed from the head. And then it drops both the chip and the head. I take the head. Maximilian looks satisfied. Yay! Can we do it for all the heads? Yeah, sure. You can pull off more heads and it'll do exactly the same thing. You'll get a whole bunch of M chips. I got a bunch of M chips. So got six can them. those M's turn upside down into a W and can we insert it into the computer? It absolutely can. That fits remarkably well. When that happens, words start popping up on the computer screen. Ooh. There are two things that seem selectable. One simply says generator on slash off, currently set to off. The other says camera footage. Ooh. Turn on generator. Uh, over in the 1800s exhibit, you hear the generator start rumbling. Ooh. Uh, it's attached to the phone. Ding, ding. ding. <laughs> it is attached to the phone. I pick up the phone and you, they look at the camera footage. All right. Which happens first? Okay. They look at the camera Let's footage. Let's go look at the first. camera footage first. You press enter on camera footage. At first, this looks really promising. There are five separate icons that show up with the title read camera blank, but that final blank, it's occupied by some sort of code name. So like each camera has its own name. Camera one. It says, read camera vamp, V-A-M-P. Camera two is called pale, P-A-I-L. Trickle, house. And the last one is sprint. But if you press enter on any of those icons, you're prompted to input a password. Hmm. There is a password hint available. Oh, there? Oh, password hint. Remove the unnecessary. Tickle! <laughs> No, but he, if we move, remove letters from them? Then you get tickle. <laughs> Amp, ale, tickle. Um, so with the passwords on the cameras, would it be like tickle for three? Uh, you try tickle. It doesn't let you in to camera three, unfortunately. That said, you're not doing the wrong thing. So tickle, amp, ale, tickle... Hose and print. If we take out the unnecessary... Oh, what is what what do those words spell, maybe? Why do you think those are unnecessary? You're just taking out letters. Because they can still be words without those letters. Beep. 
R. Can I listen to the phone while they figure this out? <laughs> sure, you go pick up the phone. It has a dial sound to it. Oh. A very old-fashioned dial tone. I don't know what the number to call, do I? 911. It doesn't work. Operator. Again, it doesn't seem to work. Oh, it's, poo. you know, again, because it wasn't really a real phone, it's not connected to any real network. Darn it. Okay, I give up on the phone for now. Okay, so we've got VPRUNS for the missing letters. Because, Are you just randomly? Because they just... can still. She said I wasn't doing the wrong thing. No, you were removing letters, but yeah. yeah, okay. So this would be AMP. This would be ale. That would be tickle. Why not PAL? Or PAL. Could be PAL. Oh, oh, could be virus. virus. Oh, there's a virus. I was in like, there. "What's vuprus?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh no, we removed a virus, and now we have. What happens if we go to amp for vamp? Typing amp doesn't do anything. That's not the correct password. How about typing virus? That is the correct password. Ooh. The camera footage starts loading. Yay. In fact, that works for all of them. Yay! Mike is looking at us like we're stupid, and he figured this out a long time ago. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> he sent us a text that just said, it's virus, but I'll let them get it. Are you serious, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very gullible, Bill. You should know this about me. <laughs> okay, so virus. So let's watch the camera footage. In the first lot of footage, you don't see much of interest. Just several minutes of guests walking through and pointing at exhibits. Next video, pretty much the same thing. Next one and the next one. The final one, though, shows footage of a maintenance worker going about his business after the exhibit's closed. He goes around tidying for a while. Then he heads over to the small space between the 2000s and 2100s exhibits, looks up at the ceiling, raises his arms, and reveals a hidden sort of hatch up in the roof, which must lead to some sort of maintenance area. Okay, let's go. Oh, where are you guys going? You're going to the hatch? Yeah. Okay. So can we open it? Yeah, you push on it. You can't really see it. Even now that you know where it is, you can't see it very well. But you push on the area and a hidden ladder falls down to let you in. You clamber up. Ow, hit The space inside. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, that's okay. My glasses are still good. (laughs) No, they're slowly turning red. (laughs) With blood, right? With blood. The space inside, it's very cramped and you can't walk around without hunching. It's lucky you're looking downwards because on the floor right in front of you, there's a really long coil of wire, like absurdly long. Part of it loops through the floor a little bit, so you can't see everything it's connected to. But if you wanted to, you could actually drag most of this wire around the room and it would make a nice circle around the whole room. Attached to some part of this wire is a rectangular block of plastic with a round hole in the top. Looking closely, you see a grooved pattern in the hole. Makes it look like something's supposed to screw in there. And the block of plastic has a sticker on it with some teeny tiny words. What do the words say? You might want to write them down because they're not exactly English words. First you see RBT hyphen, then a long one, DGT Y-T-H-R-W-R hyphen, then C-M-R-4 hyphen, and last one, T-L-T-F-L-S-H. Actually, complicated as that is, it's not the only thing in this little room either. Imagine that. What else is in here? 
Well, on the furthest wall, there's some sort of electrical circuit board where wires can be plugged into a variety of sockets. However, each socket is a different colour. Lying on the floor underneath, as if recently pulled or knocked out, are three plain wires, much smaller and more normal than the enormous one by the entrance. These are double-ended wires, so each can plug into a different socket. What colours are they? Quite a variety. There are about 20 of them, so the 20 basic colours. Chartreuse. Chartreuse. <laughs> can I put those those letters in the phone? <laughs> Why not the vending machine? Or the vending machine. It's a very old phone. Oh. I don't know if it does let okay, us. Okay, let's do the vending machine. The vending machine doesn't seem to want any more than about three, four characters to be typed into it, so it does not accept most of that. Nor does it have hyphens. RBT, red, blue, turquoise, teal. teal. I, don't know what D, I don't know what D could be, though. There is, if you want. There's still a little explory thing that you could do in the main room that no one really tried out. Oh. Hmm. Okay. What did we miss? Just some experimenting with the various exhibits. Experimenting with the various exhibits. The teleporter? We haven't really looked at the teleporter. Can I walk through the passageway of the teleporter? Is there anything there? You can walk through it, and maybe it looks really cool to the people watching you from the outside. From your perspective, you're just walking through a short, dark hallway. Right before you come out the other side, your feet get tangled in something. You bend down to grab it, and once you get back to the light, you take a look. It's a uniform jumpsuit. Oh, put on the boy! What's the name, by the way? <laughs> it's, it's got a name sewn into the breast pocket. Tom Edward Nathan. Tom Edward Nathan. Ten. Ten. Uh, where should we put ten? <laughs> oh, Mary Ellen, me, me, meal, meal, meal ten. <laughs> Could be meal, Mary Ellen, Aaron, Luke, Kelly. Is Aaron with an A or with an E? With an A. a. I was wondering if that was going to be a problem. I thought I'd just wait until somebody uh, Aaron, else. Yeah, Aaron was... I figured it was a A yeah, because male, Luke, right? right? Yeah. So, but I don't know. Milk. Meal K10. <laughs> I'm so stupid. We... I no. just started to try and put like... And put NB for naked boy in there. And I was like, wait, that's not the <laughs> actual name. What if we did... Uh, oh, we can we put, put in... in uh... Can we put in meal 10 into the vending machine? We forgot Kelly. Poor Kelly. Oh. But she's the only one without a double thing. No, yeah. No, poor Kelly. What's that K for? Yeah, absolutely. I Hashtag mean, clothed boy. You'll have to take off the yellow shirt that you that's, stole from the okay. other that's boy, okay. but... At the vending machine, can we put K and then 10? Like K and then the number's 10? You can type in, like on a vending machine, K10. And as you do, it whirs and it spits out a plate at you. Only... Oh god, that is not food on it. Maybe it looked like food once, but time and poor mechanics have taken their toll. What was meant to be a plastic representation of a beautiful meal is now a gross lump. And on the plate, you see an expiration date. Way in the past. And along with it are the words, Please dispose of this product once expiration date has passed. Flush! Can we flush it down the toilet? You drop the meal into the toilet, and if you press flush, the little computerized display flashes the word processing at you, and a little percentage bar goes up, and when it reaches 100%, some words pop up. 
Analysis complete. Warning, traces of clothing fibers identified in sample. Be advised to wear sturdy clothing. Oh, type in sturdy. Into the wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) You return to the bedroom of the future and you type in that you want a sturdy outfit. Loading screen comes up, you wait, and after about 10 seconds, a picture of your perfect outfit shows up on the display. As you specified, it does look very sturdy. It recommends a pair of thick beige pants, black shirt, huge woolly red scarf, and as an added accessory, it tells you some lime green sunglasses. What lime oh, green? Oh, I'm turning my thing to lime green. You change your sunglasses to lime green. A green light comes over the glasses, and when you put them on, the whole room looks different. You peer around, and one thing looks very different. The sports exhibit catches your attention. The holograms were cool enough before, but somehow this green light is allowing you to see new details on them. Like, the scoreboard now has words on it. It says... The ref has called it. 106 to 58. 106 to 58. Oh, is that a circuit thing? Maybe? Circuit 106 to 58. Can I put it in the nut kind of phone? Can I dial 106258? You can dial 106258 into the phone, and it actually rings once before you hear a voice speaking. They aren't speaking to you, though. It sounds like a recording. At first... At first, it's a woman's voice, and it says, Mother to son, hello. Then there's a pause, and a man's voice speaks. Father to grandfather, hello. And then there's another pause, and then a girl's voice says, Daughter to grandmother, hello. And then it starts over again. So those are where the wires go, because they're the colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go to the... Go Let's back go. To the hatch. Let's go back to the hatch. Um, black to yellow. Hello. Hello. <laughs> And then... Ding, ding, ding. Sorry, no, it's blue to yellow. Black to white. And then red to purple, purple stripey. You put those wires in, and below you, you hear the sound of mechanical structures shuddering Woo! to life. You peer back down the way you came, and the conveyor belt floor is moving Woo! again. You leap out of the maintenance space, you rush towards the automatic door, and it does open for you. You stand still for a moment. You can go free... But at what cost? The exhibit is still going to be torn down. You have not helped the people who built this place yet. You do not want to leave until you've been the hero this place deserves. We need to find insulation? Yes. You need to find something in this room that is amazing enough that it would save the careers of the people that built it. So we got that wire thing with those letters on it. And then it yeah. has it has a funny ball groove inside of it. You need to screw a thing in it, and it'll go on top of something. Um, so how big is that little plastic? Can, we're gonna throw that out onto the thing. Sorry, you got to do full sentences. That plastic <laughs> thing. She knows what we're talking about. With attached to the wire. Yeah, so it's just kind of like the wire runs through this block of plastic. Uh, it's quite small. Like you could sit it on your hand, and. Again, it's got a little hole in it with some groove markings where something could screw in. A light bulb? Like a light bulb. (laughs) You take the light bulb from your stash and you screw it into that thing. You reluctantly part with your light bulb because it does fit perfectly. (laughs) See, it was important, just like my bell. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then what happens? 
The light bulb has not switched on or anything. Generator's running, right? Yeah. What's at the end of the wire? They're actually, you can't seem to find an end of the wire. It seems to be one enormous circle, as far as you can tell. Oh. So again, a bit of it sort of goes through the floor. More for my plausible deniability of science than anything else. But so something might be going on with it that you can't see. But as far as, for your purposes, it's just a big loop of wire. Can we put it on the treadmill? You can sort of haul it down and it will move along the treadmill like a sad piece of wire sitting on a treadmill. (laughs) Can we go back to the robot and say all those letters and numbers to him? Maximilian does not appear to understand English. Can we put that that funny block back into into the rocket or no? No, it's pretty, like the wire is pretty firmly fixed inside it. It's not coming off. So there's no way to plug it into anything because it's just one big loop. No, if there's, yeah, nothing like that going on. So you might have nothing left except for the words on the light bulb holder. I'm stuck. (laughs) Wait, wait. Camera tilt flash. Well, you have a CMR4, so it looks like that could say camera. Camera 4. TLT FLSH looks like tilt flash. Robot. 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 Oh, it says camera four. Ro- oh, put the thing on the robot. Maybe part. Maybe wrap the wire on the robot first. Then we gotta wrap it on the digita rubber. What is a digita? Then we have another. What's camera four? It's oh. a. It's an actual camera. What's a tilt flash? Tilt toilet. Flash. Oh, toilet. Toilet flush. flush. Flush the toilet. Camera four. What's a robot? robot. So those are the four things that you have. Digital. They're all missing you- like vowels. They're almost in their vowels. <laughs> yeah, what are those? You're right. Dog yeah. toy thrower. <laughs> yeah, that's a dog toy thrower. That's what that is. Oh, okay. So we put the we put the wire on all four of those things. So you go around, you start trying to loop. Oh, the instant the wire touches Maximilian, a shock runs through you. You're not 100% sure what did it, but oh my god, it hurt. Sorry, man pans. That was really unsafe. Nice going, man pans. That's why we need the insulation. Turn it off. Turn off everything and then no, do no, it. No. We, we need, need insulation. insulation. Can I wear a jump shoot? Oh, hey, can I put in insulation in wardrobe? Okay, let's say you put in. What's the adjective form of insulation? Insulated. Okay. You type that into the wardrobe thing, and what comes up is. A whole bunch of wool. Woo! Grab it. Wool being quite a good insulator. Nice. In the outfit that it suggested for you before was a big woolen scarf. Oh, that's our perfect outfit. Right. So let's grab some wool scarves. I'm going to find a sheep sheep costume. Is there a sheep costume in there? Well, of course. <laughs> I wear the sheep costume. <laughs> it's not one of our rooms if people don't come out wearing a costume. <laughs> so if Tie we- a bell around your collar. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so you go into the wardrobe and there is quite a quite an extensive collection of long woolen scarves and i'm in a sheep costume with gr- lime green glasses and a bell <laughs> man of the future <laughs> man of the future and now we put the wire on the robot all right so you i assume you've done something with the scarves we We've... wrapped it all around i'm wearing a the wires. I'm wearing a... you're the oh. only one wearing that <laughs> <laughs> you can 
wrap the wrap all of the scarves around the wire hold them against your hands as well I guess just to protect your hands and this time when you go to put the wire around Maximilian you do not get shocked you go around you coil this wire around the dog toy thrower camera four and the toilets flush as well the wire is just long enough to loop around all of those things as soon as it's in position it starts moving like it's making its own mini conveyor belt but moving on its own, perhaps one might say, perpetually moving on its own. What? You have indeed discovered that this room itself works as a perpetual motion device. That's kind of something that would make its inventors rich and famous and powerful. Oh. You go back up to the maintenance area very quickly and you see that that light bulb sitting in its plastic block is now glowing. The momentum of that wire is producing enough energy to light it up. Oh. Now, with that, I believe that that is enough of an invention to have saved this place. Yay! Our childhood memories! So, you walk towards the door, which does open for you now, as you know, and you take a deep breath of non-stale air, and then you proceed to find a phone so you can start to tell everyone what you found in here. You've just saved Professors Morgan and Carlson's careers for sure. And maybe now you can expect a nice cut of those handsome perpetual motion profits. I want the robot. If you all work together and you come back with a little trolley, you can take Maximilian with you. Wow. Awesome. So I think we won. Congratulations. Yeah, you did it. How tired are you guys? Uh, I'm looking at the time. I, I don't have an exact time for the room yet, but. I'll add it in post. So your time was? 68 minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Well done. So did we beat the record? <laughs> but no, congratulations. I'm you so sure did try hard, you... Mr. Ding Ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm so glad you got everything. It was really cool listening to you talk through stuff. Like, uh. There's some very nice puzzle solving moments. When you were doing the uh, the virus and I was sitting there in my head thinking, Oh, she's got the wrong word. She's doing ale. She should be doing pal. She's doing ale. She should be doing pal. And then again, when you were doing meal K10 and you were saying, oh, meal 10, 10. Okay, meal 10. That's a thing. You were just so close. And then you got it. And it was so great. Then Mike came in, guys, K10. Please. He texted me K10 like 20 minutes into the room. Before he'd even found it. That was fun. Oh, that was great. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, we are now going to do an episode of Room Escape Divas with you. So if you're listening and you want to hear us talk a bit more about the room and talk about the process of coming up with these and, and whatever else it is we talk about, you can head over to uh, whatever. Do you know what episode number it will be? 40. No. No, we don't. no, no. Maybe something. <laughs> the one that came out Either today. 49 or 50, we'll I think. Us. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll link it. It'll be great. Uh, but you can check that out. Um, and-, and of course... Check out all of Room Escape Divas. No, stuff, just check out if our you haven't already. <laughs> I assume you probably have. Uh, yeah, so we'll be over there. Uh, but before we go, Danny, would you like to give us a preview of what's happening in our next room? The next room, room eleven, is going to definitely require some sound effects. In particular, a keyboard. You made it through the bad times, you made it through the good, you always knew you could.